0: good morning and happy thursday everyone this is alita mcdaniel and you are listening to the alpha mind zen heart podcast on today's episode we are talking about leadership 101 the importance of taking ownership for your actions for how you're showing up in the world and learning how to walk your talk So many years ago, long time ago, feels like a lifetime ago, I went to culinary school because I had been diagnosed by a third different doctor to go on Prozac. Now, at the time, I had been battling with almost 20 years of depression, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, Epstein-Barr, and obesity. I was about 80 pounds or more overweight. And when I went to culinary school, I remember thinking, you know, I know that I'm addicted to food. I know that I need to change, uh, you know, my relationship with food, but it wasn't so much about at that point, so much about changing the relationship to food so much as it was finding substitutes at that. At that time, I thought I had this belief system that I could just make a bunch of substitutes, you know, use a bunch of artificial sweeteners, you know, uh, try to make uh, a fat free fettuccine Alfredo, which by the way, don't try it if you're gonna do it go full force um and then i say that in all honesty as a chef like when you start making substitutions like you just you mess up the entire dish and if you really want it just have a little bit of the awesomeness that is the fettuccine alfredo but that's a topic for a whole nother day <laughs> back to the topic at hand so when i went to culinary school i had this vision in mind that i was going to make all these substitutions and that I was going to change uh, you know the way that the food was coming into my body or being affected or or affecting my body in hopes that uh, it was going to change my situation and and what was fascinating about that was when I actually got there all of my teachers you know told me look you can't do it fat is flavor sugar is flavor which they're right uh, because fat actually transfers the flavors across your palate so makes it actually linger a little bit longer uh, whereas without the fat you don't taste things as much Uh, so that's a little you know food tip on the side being that i am a chef and so but when i was there one of the things that 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 happened to me was i started having realizations that my life had to be in check and One of the things that happened uh, is a story that I actually love to tell now because it's kind of funny for me. So those of you who have ever had chafing thighs, uh, that was the story of my life up until that point. And I remember running down the stairs in my dorm room. We had some uh, old hotels. We were up in San Francisco, up in the Tenderloin District. So we had these old uh, old hotels that were our dorm rooms. And I remember running down the stairs The stairs creaked a little bit, but I heard this horrible slapping sound and I'm like, what in the world is that? And I stopped dead in my tracks, more so to look around and see if anybody heard, because those were my thighs slapping together as I was running down the stairs. And in that moment, it was this awakening, eye-opening experience that really helped me to understand that if I was going to go out and I was going to work to be making these foods healthier, and help people break their sugar addictions at that point i didn't understand you know that uh, you know artificial sweeteners were actually really toxic i didn't i didn't know that at that time but what i did understand was that if i was going to go change those things in my life and i wanted to help other people change those things in their life that i didn't want to be one of those people who was just do as i say not as i do i wanted to I wanted to let my work speak for itself. I wanted to be the walking billboard for what I was sharing with the world. And it was in that moment that I realized that it wasn't just about changing the food. It was about changing my fitness. It was about changing my mindset. It was about changing my life so that I, as a whole, could be the walking billboard for the thing that I was sharing with the world. So in that moment, I I had this kind of life flashing before my eyes, when I had that awareness and I realized that I wanted to be that walking billboard, I understood why I had struggled with respecting adults for so long. I, being a very independent alpha type personality, I've always been in this mindset that if you have... if. If you do not prove your worth to me, right? If you are not showing me how amazing you are, I'm not going to respect you. That was always my mentality. Now, obviously, years later, I understand, like, in my belief, I can learn from anybody. So, you know, to me, respect is really just a matter of, you know, perception. But at that time, I had this firm belief that I could not respect anybody who did not show me that they were walking their talk, and i didn't want to be somebody that i couldn't respect because for up until that point in my life you know again like i said i'd spent almost 20 years not respecting myself and so in that moment i decided i made the commitment that i wanted to be somebody that i could respect because i could not expect anybody to respect me if i was not respecting myself if i was not walking my talk if i was not practicing what I was preaching. I was sick and tired of those people who are do, who will be the do as I say, not as I do. So I remember during that time, what shifted for me was I I realized that I wanted to coach. I didn't understand the capacity. I didn't understand in what way But i've always been a leader people have always looked up to me they've always come to me for answers for guidance for advice um and in even in my in my biggest most obese time because i've always been educated in nutrition i grew up in you know in with a mom who was very very educated with nutrition and you know health and people still came to me for all of those all of those tips and all of that wisdom even though I wasn't necessarily on the outside living and breathing that uh, you know that life so I knew that I had this penchant I had this ability to be able to to step into leadership but I also knew that from my own at the end of the day from my own perspective I if I couldn't respect myself I, I could not go out there and be a leader so it was in that moment that I Took ownership for my life. It was in that, monor- that moment that I took ownership for how I was showing up. And I made the decision that forever in my life, I would start calibrating every decision that I made according to is this something that I would teach somebody else, you know, or is this something that I'm gonna hide from somebody else because I'm afraid of saying it to others, right? And it was hard, like it was really, and and it's still like you don't realize how many layers of your personality exist until you take ownership for peeling back each and every one of them. And one of the things that I learned in that process and still learn to this day is that every single decision I make has to be for the sake of learning, not for the sake of hiding And that is a big difference because most people will make decisions to hide, whether they're hiding from emotions, whether they're hiding from people, whether they're hiding from trust, whether they're hiding from love, whether they're hiding from self-awareness. All of my decisions up till that point had been made based on hiding. I used food as a way of hiding from my emotions. The fat on my body and the obesity on my body and the sickness in my body was my way of hiding from life and hiding from my potential. So when I accepted ownership of becoming a leader, not only did I accept ownership of guiding people, I accepted ownership of peeling back my layers and facing all of those deep, dark skeletons in my own closet. And so now one of the things that I teach clients who come to me and say, I want to be a speaker. I want to be a coach. I want to be a trainer is I encourage them and I teach them how to think for themselves. A lot of people come to me and say, I want to be a coach. I want to be a leader. I want to be a trainer. I want to help people make their life better. And the first thing that I say to them is, look, you can't make somebody else's life better until you take ownership for your life right? You can't tell somebody how to live their life if your life is in shambles. I know at the end of the day that the better my life is, the more I show up, the more excellent I show up in my own life, the better the guidance I will be able to give to my clients will be. Because I'm not just speaking from that place of like, oh, I know what's better for you. Well, If I think I know what's better for you, but I'm not living it and I'm not willing to take my own advice, do I really know what's better for you or do I really need to take my own freaking advice? I learned at some point that when a client comes to me and they're struggling with whatever issue they're struggling with, the guidance that I give to them is not just about them. It's about me. While I may be a mentor, a coach, a strategist, right I have all these fancy titles, all these fancy names, I'm a trainer, right? I'm an entrepreneur all these different definitions. But the key is, I am a vessel for the guidance. That is the way I see it. And when I first started doing this, I had I'd had, had you know almost 20 years of people coming to me for advice and I was giving all this free advice based on things I knew like I so I had all this knowledge but he didn't have wisdom so I was giving advice based on things I had memorized not things that I was putting into action in my own life. That was not me being a good leader. That was me being a freaking walking library, right? It's a big difference between the two guys. So, you know, you can you can memorize a shit ton of facts and you can think that just because you have the answer to somebody's problem that you're doing them a service. But at the end of the day, if you are not if you are not taking that same advice and applying it into your life how how relevant is the advice that you're actually giving them right so when we look at you know something as simple as like you know all these facts that you know a lot of us walk around with so we can read 20 30 40 different leadership books management books personal growth and development books and we can spew off quotes all fucking day long But the key is when a client comes to me and I give them a piece of advice, I expect them to go home and take that guidance, but I also expect myself to go home and take that piece of guidance and say, how does this also apply to me? How can I take this piece of guidance that I have just given to them and review the basics in my own life so that the next time I show up to this session, not only am I expecting them to show up better, I am showing up better. And not just one time better because of the one piece of advice that I've given to them, but maybe five or 10 or 15 times better because of all the client sessions that I've had between that one client in one week and the following week in their next session. It's about taking ownership for the advice that you're giving, applying it and reviewing it in our daily life and being that walking billboard. And so they say that the best leaders are those who actually breed more leaders. I'm a firm believer in that. From the second I started personal training, I realized that I didn't wanna just train a client to be with me for the rest of their life. While I'm flattered and honored at the fact that they would want to stay with me for a long period of time. Deep down inside, I know that if they are diligent about the things that I teach them, in six to 12 months, they could be off on their own and they could probably go off and be a personal trainer if they wanted to because I'm so adamant about form and technique that I, I, I breed it into them I I program it into them from the very beginning. My belief system has not ever been to, to train more clients, to depend on me so much as it is to train them, to understand how to think for themselves, how to know proper form and technique, how to walk on their own. So that at the end of the day, I'm actually potentially training my own competition each and every time. So a lot of my clients actually do become coaches, which is pretty cool. And that's a big honor for me because I know that at the end of the day, what I'm doing is not only inspiring them to walk their talk, but I'm inspiring them to go out and pay it forward. And so the the difference between, I think, you know from my perspective in the two, the duality between who I used to be versus who I am now, who I used to be gave advice based on the need for outside validation. I led people because it made me feel good to get their, their validation that I was, I was the, the, the go-to person. I loved the ego flair of being worthy in their eyes, of, of you know, being able to give out advice. Now, I don't give a fuck if you don't remember my name. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that the piece of information that I have given to you changes your life. I wanna know that whatever I have done in your life, whatever I have said, however I have guided you, that my example is what sparked change in your life. That, that matters more to me than whether or not you remember my name or my face. Because at the end of the day, what matters more is your perception of yourself than my perception of you. And at the end of the day, what matters more to me is my perception of me than your perception of me. That in and of itself is that, that personal ownership, that personal conviction is what creates a sense of completion. And as I tell my clients on a consistent basis, especially those who have become, who have gone on to be coaches and trainers, and we actually had uh, a couple of the girls who went through uh, an ambassador program that we have here at our holistic fitness center, Mind Soul Fit OC in Newport Beach. A couple of them actually became trainers here inside of our gym. And I'm always preaching to them that it's more important that they do what's right for them. And, and and project the energy of self-confidence, project excellence so that they could they could be in a room and they could be projecting the energy of awesomeness, and they don't even have to say a freaking word, but because they are projecting such amazing awesomeness from just their their heart and their mind, people feel it, people resonate with it. and they attract incredible clients who vibrate at that same frequency. To me, that is what Leadership 101 is all about. It's about firming up your core of excellence. It's about striving each and every day to be a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. It's about learning from your mistakes, not identifying with them. And it's about standing so firm in excellence that you don't have to say a goddamn word But your excellence speaks for itself. And that is what inspires others to create great change in their life.